Boost Mobile tiene una gran oferta para que aproveches tu reembolso de impuestos al máximo y te mantengas conectado. Al cambiarte a Boost, recibe un 50% de descuento en tu primer mes de datos ilimitados. O, con un plan ilimitado de 40 dólares, llévate un Samsung Galaxy A15 5G por $39.99. Obtén los mejores teléfonos en las redes 5G más grandes del país. Con Boost Mobile, cambiarse es fácil. Solo visita BoostMobile.com. Boost Mobile, sin miedo al éxito. Para clientes nuevos y solamente en línea, requiere Arobay. 50% de descuento en el primer mes requiere un plan de $25 dólares al mes. Aplican otras restricciones. Visita BoostMobile.com para detalles. Esto solo es el principio. Porque lo mejor... Esto no se va a quedar así. Lo más impactante... ¿Por qué? Soy tu madre. Esta mujer me robó. Por favor, abre tus ojos. Está por venir en... ¡Pablo! ¡Entendiste! Tu vida es mi vida. De lunes a viernes a las 8 por Univision. Y eso... Today we open up our mics to a pro, Miami radio personality Kirsten Marie, better known as La Gringa Más Latina. We'll learn more about her story, her journey through motherhood in a very diverse cultural home while balancing a very demanding job. Sit back and enjoy these confessions of a gringa working mom in a very Latin world. We read the books, we bought the things. We thought we were ready. And then life took our plans and changed them. I'm Karen, I'm Victoria's mommy, and I work in tech. And I'm Pamela. I have a baby boy named Ford, and I'm a journalist. And although we're both first time working moms, we're actually pretty different. And that's totally okay. Because we both agree that our most important work is raising our kids. We really need each other and can only get through this together. Welcome to Motherish Moments. I'm so excited for our guest. I am too. Okay, so in full transparency, Kirsten is a friend of mine. And I'm super excited to have her on the podcast because I vibe with her a lot. You know what happened to me was, it's one of those people where you think you're friends. Because I feel like I'm friends with her through Instagram. Yes. But then I realized I really don't know her it's that like well. like when you DM me and I was like, oh I my know. God, we're friends. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a creeper like that. I know. I'm creepy. Okay. Um, so I'm excited. But before, why don't we Wait, start hold with on. I, so I'm sure like everyone week. really missed you last week because in last week's episode, you weren't there. And it was my first episode without you and it felt really weird. Um, so I'm glad you're back. Thank you. I'm glad I'm back. That was a great episode, by the way. Thank you. I know. I killed it. <laughs> no, I didn't. Okay. Motherish moment. Do you have one? Because I sure as hell have one. Go ahead. This is my second attempt at ballet class with Victoria. Today, okay, so you found a studio. Sort of, yeah. It was very short-lived, this whole experience in my life. So she went to ballet, and within five minutes, she hated it and wanted to go outside to play with the boys that were also attending. She's going to get so mad. But my neighborhood mom group organized a ballet class for the girls at a studio like around the corner. So the ones that have like two kids or whatever took the girls and the boys were all outside playing. Within five minutes, Victoria was outside playing with the boys, throwing rocks, gathering sticks and leaves. And she was like, no me gusta porque me gritaron. Which like low key, like I also felt that way too. Cause they're more of um Like very disciplined structure. Yes, it was like very like classic ballet, whatever. And I've never spoken to her in that tone. And like this lady had like such a tone with her that I was like, whatever. So she didn't like it. And you know what? I was kind of like, I didn't like it either. So she quit. 
<laughs> she already quit. You were so excited about this. I know. I know. Okay, but it's good that you exposed her to it and she decided on her own like, hey, this yeah. is not for me. Because I feel like that's her job, right? We kind of like of expose course. them, give mm-hmm. them the chance to test yeah. it out. And if they're not okay with it, then okay. So that's my mother's moment, mother's fail. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this week, I don't know if I share the fact that Ford started daycare. And today he had picture day. Mm-hmm. So I was super excited. I picked up the outfit the night before, which is supposed to be like a little nicer than a regular it's weird. day. He's never taken pictures before. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't have a uniform. So every day I kind of stress a little bit about what he wears. But, you know, I've kind of like stacked up a few t shirts and a few pants. And it's kind of like I made his own uniform. So this morning required a button down shirt, which is a little bit of a challenge. Mm-hmm. And with a toddler who's now fighting everything. He yeah. wants to pick up his own shoes. He hates wearing a jacket. And it's been cold here in Miami. Why do they hate this? Because they're Floridians. Know. They hate Literally, sweaters, he like jackets. I put it on and he's like, ah, like ripping it yeah. off his body. I can't like, do, is like, it itching zippers. you? Is it like, something weird? Like I'm so confused. So I dress him up, you know. I mean, it took me so long. He actually I didn't have time to feed him breakfast, you know. But I'm like, it's picture day, like just starve yourself too bad. Let's do this. I take him in. I'm so excited. I even put like a little bit of like baby gel on his hair. You know, picture day. Like it was a big day for the family. The dad, you know, dropped them off with me. It was like, we're both there. Big day. I picked them up and I was like, oh my God. You know, the teacher comes out with the baby. And I was like, you know, how was picture day? Like, do you have any proof? Like, can I see anything? I didn't get any in my text. Like, what happened? Yeah, I didn't get any in my app. And she was like, you know, he... He refused to take any pictures. He was the only kid that did not take a picture. He was like, this is not my official photographer. I demand lighting. (laughs) I was so upset, Karen. I don't know why. She told me like, oh, whatever. He didn't take a picture. It's fine. I was so upset. Like, I'm still so worked up. Like, I'm literally going to, once we're done recording, I'm going to send an email saying like, even if he was crying, is the idea of like capturing the moment. This is like his first time in school. I actually already paid for the yearbook that he's supposed to be in with this picture. He's not going to be in it. So then, I, I don't know. <laughs> I know right now. Yeah. So I'm sending an email, literally, as soon as I'm done recording this, asking like, is there a makeup day? Like, what was like? Wow. I don't think it's a hard child to photograph. Like, you just sit in there. You, I don't know. It just shows you. Like, sometimes you, you know, stress all these things out and then they don't happen. Wow. So I know. So that was my motherish moment of the week. So now, Kirsten, your motherish moment of the week. It's still going to be hard. Okay, I really want to tell you a dirty one, but I'm going to tell you first the clean one since we were on like the dancing topic. (laughs) My oldest daughter, Marley, she's eight now. She, the exact same thing happened to her with ballet. I took her when she was around Victoria's age to her first ballet class. They were mean. Like I was uncomfortable. And when she got out, she goes, mommy, I was bored. And I was like, okay, we won't go back. That's fine. I didn't want to take you back anyways. But now Marley is doing a dance class in Hialeah. And she's worked really hard because there's three levels. So when she went back to dance at this academy, she was like, I really want to work hard because I want to get on the bigger level. And so this week she made it. She did the test. Amazing. And she was one of like four that made Aww. it to the second level. So today was her first dance class in the second level. And so they were doing bachata and salsa and she was killing it. And this I was like, so I was really proud of her. It was a really good moment. Do you get emotional with those things? I feel like I will be like a mess. Every, every time. But do every you let time. it out? Sometimes I think I'm like, oh my God, I'm so, I'm like I'm crying watching her dance like a reggaeton. And I'm like, this doesn't, <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't work out right. I'm like, oh, I shouldn't be crying. She's dancing like 
un perreo haré. <risa> Boost Mobile tiene una gran oferta para que aproveches tu reembolso de impuestos al máximo y te mantengas conectado. Al cambiarte a Boost, recibe un 50% de descuento en tu primer mes de datos ilimitados. O, con un plan ilimitado de 40 dólares, llévate un Samsung Galaxy A15 5G por $39.99. Obtén los mejores teléfonos en las redes 5G más grandes del país. Con Boost Mobile, cambiarse es fácil. Solo visita BoostMobile.com. Boost Mobile, sin miedo al éxito. Para clientes nuevos y solamente en línea, requiere Arupay. 50% de descuento en el primer mes requiere un plan de 25 dólares al mes. Aplican otras restricciones. Visita BoostMobile.com para detalles. Si no sabes que el Spicy McCrispy tiene Spicy Pepper Sauce en el pan de arriba y en el pan de abajo, ¿qué sabes tú de la vida? Para pa pa pa. Esto solo es el principio. Porque lo mejor. Esto no se va a quedar así. Lo más impactante. ¿Por qué? Soy tu madre. Esta mujer me robó. Por favor, abre tus ojos. Está por venir en. ¡Pablo! ¡Entendiste! Tu vida es mi vida. De lunes a viernes a las 8 por Univisión. Y eso sí que amerita un brindis, ¿no crees? Now let me formally introduce our guest. She is Kirsten Marie. She's also known as La Gringa Más Latina. She is an iHeart Radio personality based here out of Miami. She was born in Minnesota. Her background is Scandinavian. She has two girls, mommy of two, to Marley and Presley with music producing artist Mafia. Welcome to Motherish Moments. Hi, thanks for having me, you guys. So I wanted to have you on Motherish because... Number one, I think that you're the kind of mom that really, you're all in, right? Like, I very specifically watched her transition from being a mom of one to a mom of two and dealing with that in such a way where, like, like it was really hard. But she was like, I got to keep going. I got to keep going. You were working from home at the time, on the radio, at home with Presley. Presley, I'm pretty sure, was, like, attached to your body for, like, many months. And I remember thinking like, damn, how are you juggling all of this? Are you okay? Et cetera, et cetera. And of course, you're fine and you're wonderful and you thrive, which is why, you know, like that's one of the things I want to talk about. And I also want to talk about the fact that your daughters are probably like the most exotic blend I've ever seen in my life. They have your background, which is like Scandinavian. I had to Google the flag on her Instagram bio. I was like, I don't know what flag this is. Um <laughs> And Dominican, and they have this, like, I mean, physically, they're, like, all of these, like, beautiful mix. But also, like, if you really dig deeper, like, they have a crazy mix of things. You're from Minnesota. Like, you're as, like, white as they get. Like, but not really. You're super Latina. She's more Latina than me. And I should have really been born in Minnesota. But, yeah. So, I want to hear from you, like, how are you dealing now, like, being fully back at work and now as a mom of two? Oh, I love being back at work. <laughs> I love being back at work. I really do. It's for my own emotional. You're sad. Like, I always say that. Back. Uh, yeah, because, you know, I mean, you get it, Pamela. We had babies during the pandemic. It's really tough because she was attached to me. And it was like, even if Moff was here, it wasn't a help because she'd want me all the time. You know, it was just not an easy thing. And his schedule is always fluctuating. So I was really having to juggle with recording a show with her crying in the background and then, you know, needing to breastfeed so she'd be quiet while I'm doing like a break on the radio is just not, it was great for the beginning. And I was really grateful that we as a company could make it work at home because I know not everybody could. 
but I also was very excited to get back because I had had enough. It was like a year at home and yeah. I just needed to transition back. They were super supportive, which made it much easier. It forced me to find a nanny that I was very reluctant to get. What type of support system so, do you have here? Do you have a no, family? No, we don't have um, our parents here. We have a couple cousins in Weston whom are God sent. They helped me raise Marley. I can say that clearly like they were the only people that watched her. They would be like, when are you bringing her over? So it wasn't like I had to feel awkward. Like, could you take care of? They'd call me. Why haven't you bringing her? You guys need to go out on a date. Like, Drop her off, you know? So they're the only ones really that we've had help with. Other than that, like my mom once in a while will fly in or my dad or sister, but they have to work and they have their jobs in life. So we really don't have anyone. It's crazy how you can see, you know, you have like a very large community that follows you. And so does Mafio, like on Instagram or social media. And so like, Mafio is the hubby that we keep mentioning. <laughs> yeah, sorry. He's a very well-recognized producer, musician. He is like... I know. Uh, I guess like the the, the the feminist in me is like, this episode's about Kirsten and her daughters. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> but like... Oh, he's a big part of the journey. So yeah, I no, love he it. He, I, he totally is. I'm great. I just feel like people tend to like assume and like always stereotype. And I'm sure this happens to you too, where people think your life must be a certain way. But the reality is often like very different than that. And people, a lot of times, like moms are having a really hard time, you know, navigating everything while also trying to like show like I'm fine everything's fine you know like and they assume so much I don't know I feel like people assume a lot of shit on social media and there's a lot there's more a lot pressure to like an attention to detail that I think gets unnoticed maybe not unnoticed it's just more of like I just feel like just let me do it you know what to do when you're leaving the house in my house so you know I, let me just pack it up and he'll say what do you need from me and I'll just already do it, you know? So it, I think there's a difference, you know? Everyone always says that going from one kid to two kids is like going from like one to like 10. Is it a big, big difference and challenge? Like what was your journey like going from one to two? Not really. This round felt easier for me when it comes to like adjusting to having two. Because let me tell you, everybody told me, oh, if you're going to have a second baby, you need to have them close together. You need to have them close together. They need to have a buddy to play with. Oh, my God. I don't know how many times I heard that crap. And I was like, listen, I'm going to have it when I'm emotionally ready. I'm not going to have a baby just because he's ready, but I'm not. Or I'm ready and he's not. Or I feel like we haven't figured out how to have enough date nights and we need to make sure our relationship comes first. Like there has to be that balance before I'm ready. And when Marley got super independent and was really, it was just easier. I was like, okay, I feel like How old now was I'm she ready. at that point? She was six, six. And so six years difference seems really big, but let me tell you the best thing I've ever did because I know not all kids are like this, but Marley, I don't know how she got this maternal thing going on, but it's more than me. Everything is for Presley. And almost to the point where I'm like, I got to up my mom game. Like she makes me look <laughs> like make me look like some of the moments that they have together as sisters, like how excited Presley gets when she comes home from school. It's just it's ridiculous. She runs to her and oh my God. And Marley gets so excited and Marley's so thoughtful about her. She's not annoyed that she's around. She's always like, oh, you want to cuddle? Marley has helped me with every step of the way. I haven't reached like a fighting stage, which I'm sure there'll be, a, but I'm enjoying the moment now. It wasn't as hard as I thought it would be. 
I think it was more physically difficult for me. My body on the second round, it physically was harder than emotionally, if that makes sense. Do you feel like the experience of both of them as babies were completely different? Because that's another big thing people talk about, about the differences between one baby. Being a first-time mom and then being like, hey, I got this. I've been through this before. I think that this time around, it's just their personalities are what make it harder because Presley's a candela. She's like really (laughs) feisty. I'm just nervous about that, but it didn't feel... I felt comfortable. I felt confident and comfortable. It was just more about making it the circumstances I was in, which was working from home, that was completely different. And so that was hard. Yeah. But I don't think the actual mom part was as hard for me. But I always go through like a little depression, like, you know, the baby blues. I wouldn't call it postpartum, but it was just like where your hormones are everywhere and you're crying one second. You don't know why. And and then it evens out after like nine months, you know, (laughs) (laughs) takes a while like if people are fine after a week I don't know what happened but I take a long time to like level out let's say yeah well they always say no it took you nine months to get to the point and it's okay if it takes you nine months to kind of like decompress from all that hormone high talk to us a little bit about um, what you were mentioning about the balance in your relationship and how prioritizing date nights and stuff I was like definitely late to that with Juan and like I think only like a year ago is where we were kind of like we need to like really be intentional about this. If you have any, you know, advice or things that have worked for you that you think. Well, are- I kind of want to know the love story a little bit. Like if oh, you could yeah, give okay, us like a five okay. second version, like how you guys met. Did you guys always I- plan on having babies? Like what was your oh. love story like? And okay, you know, how so were you able to merge cool. these two worlds together? Culturally too, because it's so different. So different. Yeah. Well, I lived in DR and for like five months until my money ran out and then I was like okay fine I have to go back because I made sure I was like counting my money in my account wait like why did you go to DR I I have to make sure I have enough for a flight to get back to Minnesota um because I was young I was just waitressing at my parents restaurant to make money and then so I like had a basis of Spanish when I got back to Minnesota fell in love with everything radio whatnot and then I knew I wanted to work on the East Coast or like a bigger market for radio. And I didn't know how I was going to make the connection. So I was trying to go to events and I went to the Latin Billboard Awards in Miami one year and our group of friends kept on um, meeting up with his group of friends. I'm like, who's this guy with like glasses on in the club? Like, I, like who does that? I was like annoyed, but at the same time intrigued. And I'm like, why doesn't he speak to anybody? He like sits in a corner. He's like the one that's not paying attention to me. So of course I'm like a typical girl where I'm like, this guy, I'm going to win him over. You know, I hit on him and I just fell in love with him because his lips were so beautiful. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> That is not in Minnesota. <laughs> and then I found out he was Dominican. And then I was like, oh, God, I told myself I would never date a Dominican because I saw how mujeriegos they were like in <laughs> DR. And I'm like, there's no way I'm going to ever marry a Dominican. And then um, we were long distance for like a year. Like in that day was Skype. And we would like fall asleep on Skype together. Then finally, we I moved down. I After a year, I was like, I'm moving. And... I drove down in my 2000 Acura TL and I was ready. I was like, I'm ready, mom. I'm in love. I'm going to move to Miami. And she goes, okay, when? And I was like, Wednesday. She goes, okay, I'll, I'll take you there. I was like, okay, we're doing this. What's the worst that can happen? Something didn't work out and I'd come back home. And that was how many years ago? 10. We just celebrated our 10 year anniversary in July. So, so 10 years later and two daughters later, here we are. How you balance your relationship now being the parents of two beautiful girls, being both like very successful in your careers. Like that's a lot to balance. So 
how do you manage your relationship? And being in the no, public eye as well, right? Yes. You throw that in there, it's like, oh, oh that's a... <laughs> I know. Uh, not that I know anything about that, but I feel for y'all. Oh, like... I think, Karen, I remember, like, you're like an example, right? You have your mom here. You have your dad here. Yeah. Like, you guys can technically just be like, yo, can you watch the baby while we go on a date? <laughs> they don't. Like, we don't have that luxury. Like, I want to use your mom and dad if you're not, you know? Like, and I, I think in the beginning with Marley... We've been more conscious about it this round with Presley. But with Marley, we were new parents. You're so in love with your baby. Like, you're, this is all new to you. And so when you say, oh, let's go to dinner, you think, oh, it's so much work. You're so exhausted. Mm -hmm. Oh, now you got to find a babysitter. And then the uncomfortable, awkward thing of, like, finding a comfortable babysitter. It's a production, yeah. It's, it's work. And then it's the feeling of like, but we love her so much. We're going to miss her. We'll just take her with, you know, you, you end up talking about him anyways. So it was just like <laughs> easier to bring her with and she'd sleep. But you don't realize that you're not really having a date. You think you are and yeah. you tell yourself you are, but you're not. And I think once two year mark hit, it was the same thing. We were like, oh, crap. Our connection needs to come first. And I remember having a conversation with a friend of mine, Annie, and she's like, me and my husband go out every single two weeks. Like there's no, if it's to McDonald's, we will go to McDonald's and sit there by ourselves. And I was like, every two weeks. Oh my God. I haven't even done this in like two months. Like I need to like do something. I need to figure this out. So that was where I clicked it. We made more of an effort. But more recently, we've definitely made even a bigger effort now that we have Presley and it's like we're having a date night. We utilize the cousins. You're having a sleepover. Whether you cry or not, we're having a, a whole 24 hours together. So we do like a weekend trip or we really fit it in now. But as a first time parent, we did not fit it in and it did affect. We had to recuperate yeah, the lost time and like reconnect and put our relationship first. Because unfortunately, if you don't put your relationship before your kids, when your kids get older and they leave, then what are you left with? Then you've like lost each other in the process. Everything is covered with all this love with your kids. But then when they leave, it's like you never took care of you guys. Yeah. It's kind of like a scary thought. So you got to make sure you nurture it. Yep, I agree. Juan and I have been going out on like daytime walks together, which are not like full on like dates, but we're both working from home. And when we're working from home, you know, we have Miriam that's helping us out and stuff. And there's moments where like, I don't have a meeting and he doesn't have a meeting. And I'm like, you want to go for a walk? He's like, yeah. And we just go walk around the neighborhood. It's weirdly like sweet, you know, cause like yeah, yeah. we just catch up and we're getting our steps in and like, it's nice. <laughs> Come on. I feel like so much of it lies in tiny pockets of, cause yeah, you can orchestrate like a getaway or something, but I think you also need all these tiny little sprinkles of stuff in between. But you have also been very intentional on these date nights. I like have you've to. You've been very yeah. like, this is non-negotiable. Well, like well, we were supposed to record tomorrow and I was like, like no, I have date night. I, I already booked Ooh, it. Like, oh, I like it. Well, because it's a really good reservation. Boost Mobile tiene una gran oferta para que aproveches tu reembolso de impuestos al máximo y te mantengas conectado. Al cambiarte a Boost, recibe un 50% de descuento en tu primer mes de datos ilimitados. O, con un plan ilimitado de 40 dólares, llévate un Samsung Galaxy A15 5G por $39.99. Obtén los mejores teléfonos en las redes 5G más grandes del país. Con Boost Mobile, cambiarse es fácil. Solo visita BoostMobile.com. Boost Mobile, sin miedo al éxito. Para clientes nuevos y solamente en línea, requiere Arupay. 50% de descuento en el primer mes requiere un plan de $25 dólares al mes. Aplican otras restricciones. Visita BoostMobile.com. Esto solo es el principio. Porque lo mejor. 
Esto no se va a quedar así. Lo más impactante. ¿Por qué? Soy tu madre. Esta mujer me robó. Por favor, abre tus ojos. Está por venir en... ¡Pablo! ¿Entendiste? Tu vida es mi vida. De lunes a viernes a las 8 por Univisión. Y eso sí que amerita un brindis, ¿no crees? Let's talk about culture. I think it's uh, people are always very uh, intrigued about. It's already hard enough to balance like two people and their opinions and how to raise kids and how to do things. And mm -hmm. then you throw in there like these two very different culture. And I think for me, family and culture is so They're intertwined. Yeah, mm -hmm. when it comes to like raising your children. Like how have you guys managed that? I mean, has it been an issue at all? Maybe it hasn't been an issue for you guys. Oh, I think that we've learned a lot from each other. Here's the thing about Moff, which he's been very open about this. It's not like I'm like divulging something that like it, it like he'll be mad at me for. But his upbringing was really tough. Yeah. And he grew up in La Cañita where let's just say it's not like discipline was awesome <laughs> it was a definitely a different um way to raise your kids and they did the best they could in the circumstances they were in and he now consciously makes the effort to break the cycle of what had happened to him and what stuck with him you could say like traumatized him a little where he's like i would never do that tomorrow like you know and correct me if i'm wrong the latin culture it's like Hitting your kids is a little bit more like normal. I always found it so bizarre when I moved to Miami and all these Latinos would like laugh when they talk about like a chancleta and they talk about getting hit with a chancleta like as if, oh yeah, I would always get a, that chancleta and whatever. And I'm like, in Minnesota, you get like arrested for child abuse. <laughs> they don't play. And I'm not saying people in Minnesota don't discipline their kids badly, but it's not an open conversation and people if they're mm -hmm. doing it they're not telling people they're doing it it was a very open conversation here and when marley was born is when it kind of opened up things for him and he's like i could never lay a hand on her how could anybody have laid a hand on me like i could never do that to my kid and i was like thank god you feel that way because mm -hmm. we're on the same page because i would never touch my kid or allow you to but let's just make this clear so that was a comfort but he also Things that I think are big issues are not big issues to him because his issues growing up were so much larger. Mm -hmm. So like my little dumb crap is like to him, this does not matter. So when we parent Marley and Presley, he's maybe a little bit more of the follow through firm person. I am the pushover and I'm working on that because <laughs> I'm realizing now there's some things to tighten up maybe yeah. that are my fault because I didn't. But he's definitely more of the It's this way and the consequence is like no iPad for a month. It's not like no iPad for a day, like no iPad for a week. He goes for a month or not at all. He's like, I have no problem taking that that iPad out a hundred percent. And I'm like, I but that's so rough. Like just make it a, a day or a week or something, but a month, like that's so long. When it a month passes, she never does it again. And I'm like, oh, It kind of worked, you know, when we do something little my way, it usually ends up repeating itself and we get in the same vicious cycle. He's actually better with that stuff. I'm not as good. I don't know if that comes from culture. I don't know. What I can say is he loves the way my parents raised me. He just thinks it's a little soft. And so he just wants like a better version of what my parents did where it's just a little bit more tough so that they're not affected by bullies or affected by 
things that people say. He'd prefer them not to be as sensitive as me because he's scared they'll get hurt, mm -hmm. you know? So he's just more tough in that sense, but. It's so hard to develop yeah. your disciplining personality when you're a parent, because I don't think you've ever had to play a role like that. I'm starting to explore like, how do I discipline Victoria, whatever. And I'm not tough like kind of person, nor have I ever had to be. And so now with this this kid, it's like super hard. And Juan, in, like in my case, Juan is definitely like, I genuinely think he sounds like he's making a joke when he's like disciplining her. I'm like, you sound like a character from a cartoon. And he's like, no, I'm being serious. I'm disciplining. I'm like, it sounds like a joke. Like he'll be like, no se hace eso, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, why are you playing around? He's like, I'm not playing around. I'm like, it sounds like a joke. So it's like, too fun. Yeah. So I don't know if like, maybe that's his like discipline persona. It's tough. I'm struggling it's with hard. that too as well. Yeah. I find myself raising my voice a lot. Mm -hmm. I don't will never like raise my hand at him, but it's frustrating because I never thought I was going to have an issue with that. My sister and I are both like super prefer girls. My mom like would literally stare at us from across the room and we just, Done. we knew better. Like mm -hmm. even till this age, like I could be like, I don't know, a hundred years old. My mom gives me the, the look yeah. and that's it. I'm done. Like no, I'm like nervous. Today and I was like, yeah. Maybe at one point I think she maybe pinched me one time in my arm and it hurt so much that I never did again. But I never thought I was going to be like the mom saying like, oh my God, like this kid has a very strong personality. I mean, again, he's 21 months like I don't know maybe he's gonna change maybe it's just like the age because he still doesn't communicate as well or what it is but no. um, <laughs> I find myself being uh, feeling very frustrated and, and kind of like I'm very harsh on myself in terms of like, like did I go wrong already like in this first year and a half of his life did I not did I you know let him do too because I don't like him to cry so I kind of like oh it's okay just let him do that it's okay. he's exploring let him like what you know and again he's an amazing child I'm never gonna you know but there's moments where he's like you know even like fighting about like the shoes he wants to wear or like the jacket doesn't you know like all those little things like it gets to a point where I'm like like no like we're doing this and we have to go and this is it but I had to find like some we're constantly questioning ourselves and that's like the hardest part has, of this job right has he like done hitting because Presley's going through the slapping me phase where she'll look at me smack the crap out of me and I'm like like no you do not and I do the look that my mom gave me that scared the crap out of me when I was little and She'll be like, oh, like, I'm sorry. And then she'll look at me, smacks me again. I know. And I'm like, done that as what do I do also. at that point? Like, I'm not going to hit her. I just repeat again. Eso no se hace. Like, that's, don't do that. And it's over. And it's getting a little less. But I'm praying this is a phase. Because I know. And it's funny because then, then I'll see, like, I guess, I don't know. Instagram is like when they, like, get into your brain. And, like, an hour into it, I'll see, like, the post. How do you reprimand your child when they're hitting or slapping, you know? But all that <laughs> oh, stuff, it doesn't God. work for me. It's like, you know, talk to him softly. Explain to him how you're feeling. What is it? I'll validate their feelings. Understand their frustration. I'm like, okay, but. I literally, you sound like, like, grab Victoria be like, I know that leaving the park is very hard for you right now. <laughs> However, no, I it is time. I'm like, no, bitch, it's time to go. Let's go. But I'm the word. I'll be like, I'll give you this lollipop right now. Like, let's go. Yeah, when it's in a public arena, it's, it becomes tougher too. Like, I get very sad about it too. I'm not even angry. I get so sad. Like, you know, is he going to do this forever? But he's not. I know he's no, not. No, everything lasts like five minutes with kids. Like, that's got to be true. Your first daughter is like older. Marley's older. Doesn't everything last for like five minutes in hindsight? And then you look back and you're like, that was a phase. Now it's gone. But when you're in the thick of it, you're like, ah, 
I no, think tell like me what yes. you were saying, <laughs> Pamela, it's like when you, you feel like you're yelling all the time or you're reprimanding all the time. But I think with it's validating when the repetition finally works. And if you follow through and then it actually does make a change because there's moments where like as a parent, you're like, it worked. It finally worked. And now it's the new regular, like it's not happening anymore. Or she's not going in that cupboard that I told her a hundred times to not go in. It's like, as long as I keep with it, that's just what I keep telling myself. And then yes, in hindsight, I'm like, oh, that wasn't as bad. But right now I'm living it with Presley. So it feels bad right now. If you could give one <laughs> closing advice for those moms who are kind of maybe feel guilty about, you know, going back to work, about trying to balance like your couple life with your children and just trying to find just like a happy medium and a happy point in your life. Like what has worked for you to this point? You know, I think it's every day you're looking for balance, but you're never going to find it. <laughs> Wow, I don't know I'm if feeling really inspired. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just saying you're going to feel balanced one day and then you're going to feel off balance, but that's okay. You know, you just have to make sure that you take care of you and put you first. Put your relationship up on the top. It needs to be there so that you can be good for your kids and patient for your kids. And going back to work, um, I think it's just healthy, but everybody has their own. Some people like to stay home and be with their kids all day. And that's great. Just do what makes you happy and make sure it makes you happy. You're not just doing it for your kids. Like you have to do it because it's right for you and it makes you happy. I always But, also wonder like people that are on the air or like that have works that demand for them to be in a good mood and to kind of like entertain other people. That has to be emotionally draining too. When you have like a long night, when uh, being a mom is hard. And when you have to show up the next day and kind of be like, okay, I was a mom and I'm tired and this is it. But now I have to like be on, yeah. literally, like on uh, the air. Totally. The thing is, is that I've realized now I just need to be, I need to make sure I'm real and I tell my truth. And so like today, last night was Moff's birthday. My suegra was here, my mother-in-law. <clears throat> and so She's I was so like, right I'm going to go out with you. I went out with him to a place on the intercoastal and I had two drinks two and this morning I felt I was like oh my god am I getting that old to where I drink two drinks and I really can't handle the day my first break on the air I was like listen you guys got to be patient with me my Spanish is not going to work like usual because <laughs> I'm hungry. I was like like Colombians say I'm guayabala or whatever the heck I need to just give me patience this is it I'm a mom I can't do this today And then people call and they uh, they get it. They were going through it or they've been through it. So I just try to just, whatever's happening in my daily life, I make sure I talk about it. It's authentic, yeah. Thank you so much for being on Motherish. <laughs> we loved having you here. Let's hang out in person. Can we do a play date for the kids? And like, anytime. I'm down. I have cool no. Moms, We, yeah, but she's a cool mom. You know, they always say, cool. if you say you're a cool mom, you're not a cool mom. So I don't give a shit. I'm cool. <laughs> I think I'm cool. I'm just like more of a casual mom. I'm just Yeah, like, no. right. I have a video of karaoke performance from this girl right here. She is a cool mom. How about your karaoke <laughs> performance? I remember that night. Don't even talk about my performance. Your performance. Oh, my gosh. I want to end this note with just telling you the pit of my week with Presley. So just to end on a funny note, Presley with the nanny has been walking around the neighborhood picking up rocks and collecting them. And so what happens? Um, I get home from work and everything. She likes naked baby time where she just takes off her clothes and stays on with the diaper. So then I go into the kitchen for a second and I look over and I'm like, oh, where'd she get those rocks? And she's playing with the rocks and everything. 
And then I look closer, and I'm like, these are not rocks. She was playing with her poo. She was literally took off her no. diaper no. and was no. playing with her pebbled poo. And I thought that <laughs> that was just a real motherish moment for you. <laughs> I had that make it in this episode because I will never forget this. It was disgusting. And my first reaction was like, just whack it out of her hand. I'm like, no, 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 no. We need to do a caveat now at the beginning of the episode. Stay tuned to the end of the I episode. Know, the real mother's moment. The real the mother-ish moment. There you go. It had to make it and I had to tell you this. The shit that we have to deal with, no pun intended, but like really. like I'm actually trying to teach Ford to tell me when he has poop. You know, he yeah. goes, Dah. What's the He's, word that you use? Caca. Okay, I mean, is that allowed? Asking, I, don't I don't know. know. Yeah. I don't know. Everybody uses different words, you know? What word do you use for poop? Oh, Presley goes popo. Yeah. And she goes, <laughs> I go, did you go popo? <laughs> yeah, so in the morning now he's going, and he's like, he's a down. He's such a boy too. He's like, yeah. such a Gen even, Z face. Even when like, I asked him like, oh, do you want to watch Luca? He goes, nah. <laughs> like, he's never like, oh, no. It's always like, nah. And it's just like, I'm like, where do you yeah. get this? Yes. And like the yes, he's like, Day. And I'm like, okay, like, he has a little swag from me, obviously. Not from yeah. his Canadian father. He's like, yeah, he has Aww. a rhythm from me. All right. Well, and I check out her Instagram because you're hilarious. And her daughters are gorgeous. So I'm obsessed with them. Yes, they're so beautiful. Okay, okay, well, love you. Thank you so thank much. You. Thank you, thank you. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. Boost Mobile tiene una gran oferta para que aproveches tu reembolso de impuestos al máximo y te mantengas conectado. Al cambiarte a Boost, recibe un 50% de descuento en tu primer mes de datos ilimitados. O, con un plan ilimitado de 40 dólares, llévate un Samsung Galaxy A15 5G por $39.99. Obtén los mejores teléfonos en las redes 5G más grandes del país. Con Boost Mobile, cambiarse es fácil. Solo visita BoostMobile.com. Boost Mobile, sin miedo al éxito. Para clientes nuevos y solamente en línea, requiere Arupay. 50% de descuento en el primer mes requiere un plan de 25 dólares al mes. Aplican otras restricciones. Visita Boost Mobile. Familia querida de Univisión, aquí Lucero para decirles que no se pueden perder el gallo de oro. Lunes a viernes a las 9 por Univisión.